We're talking cricket now, and a, a wonderful game of cricket to open the five-match ODI series with the visiting English, and a wonderful time for Ross Taylor, our next guest, notches up 7,000 ODI runs, grabs himself another one-day international century. That's uh, number 18 at last count, and uh, he joins us now just after mowing the lawns. You're still mowing the lawns. You're a rock star in New Zealand cricket, and you've got to mow your own lawns. What's going on, Ross? Um, I'm on the... Um I'm away for a couple of weeks now, so just trying to help the family out, and it's actually quite. I enjoy it. I couldn't say it's the biggest lawn in the world, so. Um, but no, it's good fun. Yeah, you're not dealing with like several acres and a tractor. You've actually got to push the thing around, do you? Okay. Yeah, um, but as I said, it's not very big. So um, all four minutes of what I was doing, <laughs> um, which is a lot less than you spent yesterday out in the middle. Hey, congratulations on that knock. You must be particularly pleased with it because it didn't look like an easy deck to score runs on. Thank you. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't um, an easy wicket or an easy wicket start on. Um, but uh, from from where, you know, the way we started with the ball, um, the way Root batted, I thought, um, you know, they were looking at getting over 300. So it was good for, for our bowlers to peg them back and keep them under 300. Um, and England bowled well at the start. Um, but uh, no, the way Tom and I batted through the middle there and tried to just give ourselves a chance. Um, and then the way Sat fin- finished it off was, um, you know, a memorable game. And as you said, a good start to the series. So you guys come in at 27 uh, for the loss of three. Uh, you got no run. Latham, you're both on naught. So you're starting from scratch. What was the discussion about how you go about building the innings? Uh, just small little goals along the way, I think. Um, we discussed how it's not going to be an easy wicket to start on, but you know, there's no use trying it. You're not going to win the game in the next 10 overs. Um, the only chance we had was to try and bat through that middle, not lose a wicket, um, or only lose one wicket, uh, and get to 40 overs. Um, I think Tom might have got out just just before the 40 overs, um, but you know that was our goal. Um, you know, once you get get the total to under 200. Under 150, halfway there, um, you know, the, it looks a lot easier um, and, and feels a lot easier. So those are the little goals that we're trying to attain along the way, and uh, we're able to do that. Is it at all challenging moving from the smash and grab of T20 to the slightly more laboured T50, if you will? Because I know from a, a watcher's point of view, I was like, come on! It's like, hold on, this is a 50 over a side, <laughs> mate. You don't have to go at the, at the speed of light. Do you, do you get that feeling when you're out there batting as well, actually to physically to hold things back, Ross? Uh, a little bit, but at the same time, um, as a batsman, it was probably good to be able to build an innings as well. Um, we do chop and change a lot uh, with the formats, um, and, and you do get used to it, but... Uh, as the situation required, probably um, was a good thing, you know, just being able to get yourself in where the hustle and bustle of the 2020, um, you know, probably comes in a little bit later on in the earnings. Ross Tutter is our guest. Were you in Jandals when you got called into bat, mate? What's the health and safety regulations like at Seddon Park? Uh, oh, no. Nah. It's, it's only when you bat five um, you don't have the pads on. Um, but, uh, no, it's... You know, Centre Park's always a, a small boundary um, and, and something that I've always enjoyed playing at, but um, we always knew we could catch up later on in, in the game as well. So toward the end, when you finally went out, when, when you got stumped, was part of that the feeling like you had to take the reins? Because even though Mitchell ended very well, he had a struggle to start with, didn't he? Yeah, I think I, I kept telling him just to try and um, you know, give yourself uh, you know, 10, 10, 12 balls to get yourself in and, and hopefully we can um, catch up. Uh, later on, 
um, you know, he, he did struggle at the start and, um, you know, I felt like I needed to hit a boundary there just to relieve a little bit of, relieve a little bit of pressure. Um, but no, it was a, it was a brave move to bring back the leg spinner from, um, Morgan and, you know, it worked, but at the same time it was nice. Um, that set was able to take him down, um, a couple of hours later. Yeah, we did, didn't he? And I don't know how many people would have um, put the rent on the fact that he could do that to a guy like Rashid and the way he did it. But when he started striking, man, he hit it crisply. No, I think that's, uh, you know, you, he's been around the scene uh, a long time now. Um, and, you know, we've seen his potential. Um, but it's nice for the public to see what we see in the nets and behind the scenes. And um, I guess it um, will do Mitch's confidence a world of good. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, he would like to be more consistent and, you know, hoping that he can um, continue to improve and not only his batting, but his bowling. Um, and it will be a, um, a great asset to the team in years to come. Plainly, you enjoy uh, batting with Tom Latham. Well, there was a, a period there, I think you admonished him. Um, for a yes no call, I think the words "Come on, bro" came spilling out. <laughs> Just part of batting with someone, isn't it? And then a bit of frustration lurches in. I think sometimes um, I was talking to Kane after the game about it. You sometimes you just need a little bit of something to get get yourself up for it a little bit. You know, you're going along and you may be meandering along, and um, you know, as I said to um, Tom while we're out there, I think I hit the next two balls for four. And I said, "Looks great, well done, mate." If we'd run that single, I wouldn't have got those boundaries. So, um, <laughs> you know, some, it's funny how some things work. But um, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of a G up um, halfway through innings, and sometimes that's a good way of doing it. What was it like uh, in the hutch in the last couple of overs, knowing what Mitchell had to do, and then when he started licking the ball, what was the feeling like amongst your teammates? Uh, well, I was still trying to catch my breath, but everyone was pretty nervous, to be fair. Um, but, uh, you know, in that situation, um, it can go either way. And um, probably in recent times, um, we've been on the wrong side of those results, um, those close games. So it's nice to um, turn it around. And, uh, you know, Mitch being a Hamilton boy, I'm sure it was good for him to, to hit the winning runs uh, in front of family and friends also. Not a lot between these two teams. As I think we've seen, the way that game, I used the, the common phrase, ebbed and flowed, but it did. Both teams had the game by the scruff of the neck and it had to be ripped away from them. I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a terrifically close, very exciting and well-contested series, Ross. I hope so. Um, but, you know, we know England will come back hard and, and they've been a very consistent side over the last two or three years. Um, but, you know, in the same same time, uh, it was a great game and just shows you, um, you know, that one-day cricket is, um, you know, just as exciting as 2020. I think that's the biggest thing for me. I think, you know, you do have those little meandering periods in the middle a little bit more so than in a 2020, but I think one-day cricket has a, it still has a big part to play in, in the landscape of international cricket. Well, you picked up your 18th century in that version of the game. You're 7,000-plus runs now. You've got to track down an Astle and Fleming, and the way your average is working, you should have this done uh, in the next year or so. Happy days, Ross. <laughs> Oh, I just want to stay on the park first. I uh, don't want to don't want to don't want to look too far ahead. But um, no, it was, um, it was nice to get seven thousand runs, and um, yeah, hopefully I've got a few more left in me. Oh, we think we hope so as well. And finally, uh, Ross, just a word on on Southie and Bolt and what they did in this game and the way they managed to rein the English in toward the end of their innings. That was bloody impressive for a couple of bowlers in a one day game against some brutal batsmen. Yeah, and um, I think. Josh Butler's one of the best hitters in, of the of the ball towards the innings um, in the world. So you know to 
rein him in. I think um, if you, I thought the way that Tim bowled him, especially, uh, was very smart, and I think um, that was only because he'd been bowling to him in the nets and IPL. I think you get a bit of a read on players um, and where their strengths and their weaknesses are, and um, you know Tim playing with him at Mumbai Indians, uh, you could just tell the way he controlled the way he bowled to him um, a lot more than probably a, a, a batter he doesn't know as well um, and was able to shut um, sh- shut Butler down. It was uh, impressive and hopefully he can do that for the rest of the series. I said lastly, but on the media and I lied, I just thought of something. The, the much talked about due, what kind of effect did that have on you blokes toward the end? I have no idea. It didn't look that dewy to me. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fat, it's a, it was a farce. There's no juice. No, I'm not. I'm, I, I don't know. You'd have to ask them, but uh, I don't think there was much. And with that, we'll let you get back to whatever you were doing. Oh, that's right, you're four-minute <laughs> lawn mow. Good on you, Ross. Thanks for your time, mate. Go well for the rest of the series, and congratulations. Cheers, Duffy.